0: (laughs) you've got a business you love, you've got a product or service that adds value to the world, Uh, you're excited about sharing it with the world, but now you can't do it by yourself. You actually have to have some help. You've got to employ some people or have some subcontractors or you've got to have other people in your circle of influence that's helping your business grow. So how do you attract those people into your business? And then once you've attracted them, Uh, How do you train them? How do you keep them? And it's probably the three biggest questions for all business owners, because uh, every single business that I've ever chatted to, and that's literally hundreds and thousands, and all the businesses I've read about, and all the business people that I've ever come in contact with, the number one challenge of growing a business is not the product or service, because you are the driving force behind that. You love your product and service, and you love your business. The biggest challenge is the people. (laughs) Staff, team players, employing people, employees, whatever you want to call them. But putting people into your business who are not the owners of the business, and then sharing the dream with them, teaching them the dream, training them, keeping them inspired and motivated, that's one of the hardest things to do in business. I'm hoping that what I'm about to share with you will save you thousands of hours. Hundreds and thousands, if not millions, of dollars, Uh, lots of stress, save you lots of stress, uh, save you lots of hassle and heartache. And if I had access to this information when I was, when I very first started managing health clubs and I was 18 years of age, so my very first time uh, having to be responsible for people, training people, and employing people, I was only 18. Uh, I had absolutely no experience. I had a, a owner of the business who was um, uh, he was a very good businessman, as in creating a product or service and being able to sell it. But his ability to communicate that information was a bit what we call uh, mind reading. I had to read his mind, and if I didn't read his mind, I got it wrong. And I literally in my lifetime from 18 years of age to now being a very mature old lady (laughs) and having employed literally now thousands of people and being involved in hundreds, if not thousands of businesses, uh, this process of finding great people, training great people, inspiring and motivating them and keeping them and the ability to get uh, the the people who are not good for your business back out of it if you made a mistake, Uh, it's just literally been the hugest learning curve of my life and it has cost me millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Uh, So I'm hoping that this uh, very simple process, that if I had known it when I was 18 years of age, I literally would have saved millions of dollars, so much hassle and stress, and uh, this is just information that one would think is common sense, is logic, and everybody would do it. Uh, I didn't know how to do it. I never got taught how to do it. I had to learn it the hard way. and. Poor people. The thing thing with a product or service is it's under your control. You can make a product better. You can make a service better if you're providing the service. But once you bring other people into the equation, now it's not in your control anymore. So what I'm about to share with you is, is the ability or the system, the strategies to put as much of other people's stuff into your control so that uh, you have as least hassle as possible. How's that? And one of the great definitions of business is that it's increased profit, decrease hassle. When you employ people, when you put other people into your business, there should definitely be an increase in profit. Otherwise, why would you employ people? But there's going to definitely be an increase in hassle. So, how do we reduce that hassle? So here's the simple process, but before I get into it, I would just love to share with you that as a max exercise professional, as a max business professional, you have a a lifetime of education, but most importantly, Personal coaching and mentoring. So I'm going to give you the generalization of how this beautiful system works. Uh, But ultimately, it would be really, uh, I think, (laughs) money-saving, time-saving, hassle-saving, Uh, ...for you and I to sit down and do this... ...and I don't like to sit down so we'll stand up... Uh, (laughs) ...or go for a walk or or invest some time together... ...where we literally go through this process... ...and personalise it, customise it and tailor it to your business. Because the generalisation, common sense, logic of this... ...you might get it straight away and go, yep, let's go. But if I can save you just a little bit more time... ...and a little bit more money... ...because I've been through this process literally thousands of times now... Uh, and be able to help your business avoid the mistakes and to grow even faster, then it would be an honor and a pleasure to be able to do that. So please take full advantage of your coaching and mentoring and let's book in to do this together. If you have a business and you're about to employ people, or you are employing people and it's stressing the hell out of you, and you want some great systems to take most of that stress away, then let's get together and have a personal coaching session, or several of them, if that's what uh, would you would like, and I am certainly um, would love to invest time with you. So, attracting great people. There's a myth about that. Uh, <laughs> It's been suggested that you can train great people and I'm going to give you what I consider to be the law of the universe. And again, I learnt this the hard way. Uh, But just like gravity or any of those other things that we have no control over, this is one of those things that I fought for a long time because I thought that I could beat the system. But there's a rule in business called the 80-20 rule and it's suggested and proven now many times over that 80% of the people in your business will only give you 20% of the results. 20% of the people in your business will give you 80% of the results. Now, you can't do without either percentage because some people say, well, let's just get rid of the the people that don't add value to the business because they're only bringing in 20%, so let's fire the 80%. But before long, the 20% that's left, 80% of those will be doing 20% and 20% will be giving you 80%. That's just It just seems to be the rule. So, no, I won't even say seems to be. It is. It's just how that works. But you can't run a business without. You're always going to have people, a large percentage, 80% of the people in your business, are going to give you 20% of the result. But you still need that 20%. There's 20% of people who are going to give you 80%, and that group, you don't train those, you find them. You have to attract them into your business. And I share that because. Uh, It seems that that is a headspace, a character trait. There are some people in the world, have you noticed, that are just extra mile people. Whatever the standard is, they are going to raise the standard. So if you tell people you have to be here five minutes early, they will be here 10 minutes early. If you give them a uniform to wear, they will wear it to the ultimate of perfection. Uh, There are some people that just have, it seems, in their DNA, in their gene pool, in their characteristics, in the person that they are, that they can't be average. They just have to be the best that they can possibly be, and they keep aiming to get better. Now, finding those people is something that is not uh, advertised. (laughs) Most businesses advertise for a person to come into the business when they need somebody, Oh, I've got I've got all these jobs to do and I need somebody to help me or somebody's just left so I have to find somebody else. And we tend to do the uh, employing process and I like to call it attractment. I like to attract people into my business, not recruit people because uh, recruiting is what the army does and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong but I would like people to want to come here because they want to live the dream and that's from every health club I've ever managed and I've literally managed health clubs all over the world. Uh, Right down to, uh, at one stage, we had five colleges, uh, 23 classrooms, over 200 people on the team. Uh, That's the biggest team that I've looked after myself. My health clubs have always had somewhere between uh, 15 to, say, 50 people on the team. And the interesting one was when I was 18 and I first took over managing a health club uh, there was about twenty people on that team and I was only eighteen they were all older than me and it was a really interesting experience a very uh, mind growing professional development experience and I learned so much uh, the hard way so may you learn it the easy way so you've got to find you've got to attract great people and here's the suggestion always be on the lookout for them whether you're at a coffee shop or at a Petrol station or at the supermarket or a church or a sporting event, a business networking event doesn't matter. Those kind of people that are extra mile uh, want to always be the best that they can possibly be and keep getting better. Uh, you have to attract them into your business. So, do you have when somebody says, What do you do? What's your business? Uh, Do you have a beautiful thing that would inspire people to want to be a part of what you do? So when somebody says to me, Rowie, what do you do? I say, I help people have a career that they love and not a job that they don't. I want everybody to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their lives. Have a career or business that they love. To be financially free and to have great relationships and that 's what the max program is all about now notice that that rolled off my my tongue very very easily because I've said it so many times I'm passionate about it and I live it and breathe it. So if you want to attract great people into your business, if you're at the point where you need people or you've got people that you've got to get rid of, uh, then obviously you need to attract new people. So you need something that's going to inspire and motivate people to want to come onto your team. So the 20% group, you're going to uh, find them, attract them. They're going to want to be on your team because of what you stand for, what your core values are, the kind of person that you are in the business that that you operate. Everybody else that you bring into your business, you'll have to uh, recruit them, (laughs) Uh, you'll have to advertise for them, and then you'll have to train them. And I'm going to put this into a really simple process, and it's, again, we need to do this as a one-on-one, specific, tailored to your business, but it's this simple you have to always advertise for people always even if you don't need somebody because you never know when the next person's going to resign or you're going to have to coach them off the team or you're going to uh, create something new that needs new people there's always if you are if you are a growing business you're going to always need new people and again I learned the hard way that it's not employing people for a specific job it's employing the right person because the right person will do whatever is required for the the job that you need. Uh, Those 20% people, if they need to go to a sales course or a computer course or a social media marketing course or learn new skills for anything, they will. Uh, That's me. I, I said, yes, I'll run a health club. I'd never run a health club before. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I could learn. And those kind of people are very hard to find. So You've just got to keep advertising all the time, looking for them, attracting them, talking to people, finding people like that. The 80% of people that you're still going to need in your business, you need a really good, uh, and when I say really good, again, this is a personal thing we need to do together. You need a unique and different advertisement to attract the right people onto your team. Uh, Just to put it out there and say people wanted Uh, There has to be some very specific things that you need and unique things that you need that will inspire the right people to want to apply for the position. So that's a really good uh, attractment, advertisement, attractment. Uh, that you put onto SEEK or you put onto social media or you you put up at the local church or at the local sporting club because you're looking for the right people. So you've got to have something that's going to attract people. And again, that's going to be different for everybody, but it's got to be a unique and different piece of information. Then when people come to apply for the position, uh, it's got to be a... This is a... And I'll I'll just wrap it up in, in a number. It's called the rule of three. And I've done this, uh, and again, we'll do this one-on-one, you and I together. But ultimately, you need to interview at least three people in at least three environments over at least three timeframes. Three people need to interview them, not just you. You need to have a look at them in, uh, or get three different kinds of references about them. So yes, where they've worked before, yes, from somebody in their life, and yes, from somebody who's random, maybe one of their ex-clients or their footy coach or their next-door neighbor, you need to go and interview them when they're not there. You need to go and have a look at their car, their house, their social media. This You really need to have a, look, a really close look at people because obviously when people give you a CV or a resume, uh, it's just the best of them. And we've all got great things about us, but we've also got faults and weaknesses And one of the great things to to see in a resume or a CV is somebody that's prepared to share with you their weaknesses. This is what I'm not good at. Yes, I've got strengths, but this is where I let myself down or where I'm weak or where I need to get stronger. So three different, at least three people. uh, And in the three different environments might be in a group, in a competitive environment, yes, at your office or in your business, but perhaps Uh, a picnic, take them out for dinner, play golf, play tennis. A competitive environment is really important because people can be really lovely to you to your face, but then you put them into a competitive environment. I'll just give you a simple example. I used to do group interviews all the time and I have seen, we used to play musical chairs, uh, lots of different games, but one of them In particular, (laughs) very interesting. I literally saw a young guy pick up a woman and throw her on the ground so that he could get her chair to win musical chairs. Now, that is not a person that I want on my team. You might want somebody that competitive, but I'm not looking for that kind of a person. So that game was particularly good to find out what kind of person they are. You need to watch how they treat other people. So it's not just how they treat you. How do they treat the cleaner? How do they treat the people who can't do anything for them? How do they treat your mum? I often, uh, when my mum was coming to the colleges, I would put her, at the, she would just sit in the in the lounge as we were, and we used to do group interviews of two and 300 people at a time. And my mother would sit, just sit on the lounge and watch people come in. And she'd listen to the way they spoke to their partner or to their mum or to their their best friend or other people that were there. So three people, three different environments, three different time frames. That's because some people are better in the morning and some people are better in the evening. And do you need to find that out? Uh, uh, Different environments, make sure one of them is competitive. Have a look at them in three different environments where they're not there and get three other people to interview them. When you think you've got the right person, and that process, again, I've, I've skimmed over the top of that. It's its quite an, an interesting and probably a long process. But you're much more likely to get the right person. Or you might not find anybody. But here's something, again, that I've learned the hard way. It's better to have nobody than somebody that's going to screw up your business. It really is better to have nobody there and to try and work it out. And you have to work it out because it's your business. But you're better to shrink your business than to, to try and grow it with people that are going to be a cancer in your business. And that's a beautiful thing about a great attraction process. When you know how to do that effectively, you're much more likely to get great people. But then those great people, again, will come in two separate parts. One are the extra mile people, the 20% group that will give you 80% of the results. They will need very little training because they are just people who will work it out. They've got common sense, they're logical, they want to do it right, if you've got a manual to how to run the business, they'll want to read it <laughs> because they want to know. They just that they're that kind of person. The eighty percent that are going to give you twenty percent of the results, they have to be trained effectively. So if you think you've found the right person, can I now share with you that having been in hundreds, if not thousands, of businesses and chains of health clubs and chains of personal training studios and uh, chains of uh, business facilities that the least opened book in any business is usually the operations manual Uh, when i ask people do you even know where the operations manual is most people don't know it's in the cupboard dusty dirty the owner of the business might have written it or the franchise owner gave them an operations manual but i've never seen somebody study that with uh (laughs) with passion and enthusiasm what works incredibly well, and again, we'll do this as a personal coaching session, but ideally you would go through your business. So if, you don't, if you've never employed anybody or if you are at the point where you've got some people that are driving you crazy and you need to coach them off the team and bring new people in, what you need to do in the peace and quiet of your own time, literally it can't be stressful and there can't be a time limit to this process. Imagine going through your business from from initial contact or before, so your website, all of your social media, the way you answer the phone, voicemail, email, every way that you communicate and everything that happens in your business. Go through that in your own headspace and walk yourself through it physically. And ideally, you would video that. Uh, You can give somebody an operations manual to read, Apart from the fact that there'll be some people that are annoyed that it's such a big piece of paper, and you should be greener than that, than to have such a big piece of paper. Uh, and I'm sharing with you because I've been accused of that. My operations manual used to be a very thick folder, and I didn't have a, an operations manual that was words, it was pictures of everything we did, and this is what this should look like, and this is how you do this, and this is the way we smile, and this is the, the way we look when we come into the business, and it was all in pictures. But I have been accused now of, rowey why have you got such a big book that's made of paper and plastic? So there's some really interesting things to take note of. So my really strong suggestion to save you so much time and so much hassle is to video everything in your business with your most common sense, logical head on. <laughs> If you think that it's common sense to put the key in the door, turn the key, pull the key out, and open the door, you can't take for granted that people will do that. You actually have to video that. This is the key. This is what the key looks like. This is how you put it into the hole. This is how you turn it. This is how you pull it out. This is how you open the door. Now, that process could take quite a while, particularly if you've – and I use health clubs because that's what I've managed all of my life – if you walk through, through a big health club where there's a front desk, there's a gym, there's a group exercise area, there's toilets, there's a rock climbing wall, there's a swimming pool, there's tennis courts, there's a spa and sauna, it's going to take a while to do this process. But once it's done, you can now give that to people in small chunks and I strongly suggest small chunks. So today we're gonna learn how to answer the phone. Today we're gonna learn how to return an email. Today we're gonna learn how we need to dress. Today we're gonna learn how to uh, vacuum the group exercise room. Today we're gonna learn how to clean the gym equipment. Today we're gonna learn exactly what the toilets have got to look like to be clean. And when that's all in video form and if you chunk it up into small pieces, if you then employ somebody or you you feel that you've found the right person and they're going to start in two weeks' time, for example, you can drip feed them the training before they even start. But it's not two hours of training. It's just small chunks of five, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, A lot of things will probably only take two or three minutes to take them through the process. But if I can visually watch you do it, am I more likely to be able to do it than if I have to read a book? Now, I will share with you that up until very recently, I had a a book with pictures in it. uh, And it was much, much easier to look at than it is to read. Most people don't read. They don't like to read. Uh, and often people will just, and I don't know if you've ever done this, but sometimes your phone provider or your television provider will send you terms of agreement or uh, terms and conditions, and you're supposed to read every word before you sign it or before you click, Yes, I agree. Most people don't. They don't read anything, they just click, Yes, I agree, and then get really cranky when it bites them in the bum. Well, that's what happens with most business owners. They give people a manual. This is how we do things here. And people say, yes, I read this, but they didn't really, and then it that bites them in the bum. Now, I'll go a step even further backward from there, sadly. Most businesses don't have an operations manual, or it's in such uh, complicated words, or, or just no, nobody reads it. But most businesses, even if they've got an operations manual... It's not, it's not in operation. If you have a business and you haven't got a how we do things here, and I wouldn't call it an operations manual. I would say, this is how we do things here. But ideally, if you could send people, drip feed them individual videos, and then they have a collection of videos. So once they've watched the video, so they've watched you do it, now, there's a really great expression in business called, called and it just goes like this, you can only expect what you inspect. <laughs> so once you've shown people visually how to do it, you then might get them to take you through the business and they show you that they know how to do it. Then you can tick that off and say, yes, I know that she knows how to answer the phone. I know that she knows what the uniform looks like. I know that she knows how to clean the toilets. I know that she knows how to put chlorine in the pool because she watched the video. Perhaps you'll take them through it again. You might take them through, okay, you watched the video. Here's me doing it in person. Now tomorrow you're going to do it. It seems to be complicated, but it's a very simple process. Show people what to do. Get them to show you that they know what to do, and then both of you sign it. Because we live in a world now where going to uh, employment court is very expensive, has become very normal, and people know that they can take you there. And if you're going to employ people, I have been to employment court, uh, I've had some horrible experiences, and I'll just share with you, this is how common sense and logic doesn't seem to come into play. Uh, I had somebody steal $5,000 from our business. We caught them. And we fired them because they stole $5,000. We ended up in employment court with a charge of unfair dismissal. Are you ready for this? Because in the operations manual, in my pretty book with all the pictures, there wasn't one page that said you cannot steal money out of the till. You cannot take money out of the business that doesn't belong to you. And that cost us a lot more than $5,000 because obviously when lawyers get involved in mediation in court, it's a very expensive process. I'm sharing that with you because every part of your business has to be documented. People have to sign that they've watched it, seen it, read it, done it. You have to sign that you've seen them, watched it, read it, do it, done it. And that's the only time that you would have any leg to stand on if you end up in employment court so please take that system on board the (coughs) excuse me it's called induction how do i induct people into my business i don't like that word either i don't like recruitment or induction this is how we do things here please show me that you know how to do it so i'm going to train you i'm going to show you you're going to show me that you can do it we're going to sign it off and then you can go and love what you do if you haven't got that system in, pro, in place, if you, if you don't show people exactly what they need to do in every area of your business, and I'm going to go through it again, how do we answer the phone? How, what time do we need to be here? What does the business need to look like? I'll give you an example. Uh, when we had uh, 23 classrooms, each classroom had coffee, tea, milk, fruit, muesli bars, and I had pictures of what it looks like. Uh, a minimum of five different teas. So I didn't just say we want all different kinds of tea. It was five different teas. These are the ones that we want because these are the most popular unless somebody asks for something else. Uh, it, it was a, Everything was totally documented so that there was no, oh, I didn't know. And that's the biggest thing in business and it's a, a, a challenge for the employee. It's not fair if you expect them to know and you haven't trained them. It's really unfair if you've trained somebody and they say, no, but you never you never told me that or I didn't know. There has to be proof that you trained somebody. And if they've signed off, yes, I watched the video, yes, I took Roe through how to put chlorine in the pool, we both sign it, now we've got something to talk about if they don't do it properly. And can I promise you that Most of the time, people won't do it properly. Your 20% group will always do it better than expected. Your 80% group, most of the time, there'll be a challenge. (laughs) People will arrive late. They won't wear the uniform well. They won't answer the phone well. They won't have have a smile on their face. There'll be a whole heap of challenges. There always is. But if you, don't, if you haven't trained people effectively and you haven't shown them how to do it and they haven't signed off that you showed them, then it's not fair for the employee because they didn't know what to do. So if you want people to do it your way, if you want to be in control of your business, you have to attract great people and then you have to train them. The beautiful thing about the 20% group, and this has happened to me, that's why I know this is such a rule of the universe. Every single time that I've given a 20% person the videos to watch or I gave them the the pretty plastic book, uh, they came back with ideas. Ro, what do you think about this and why don't we do this and have you thought about doing this? And as an employer, wouldn't it be great if you could get excited about that? Put your ego away and just say, isn't this awesome that I finally found somebody, attracted somebody into my business who's got great ideas. Now, even if you don't agree with the idea, be excited about it because those people are really hard to find. People that want to put input into your business and make it better. So big is... Mouth shut and listen when people are sharing their ideas with you. But when you're training people, there's got to be a systemized process. This is how we do it. This is exactly how we do it. Please watch. Please listen. Please read, however you're going to do it. Please sign here that you watched, read, and listened. Then take me through and show me that you can do it. We'll both sign it. And now we have a system. (laughs) Attracting the right people training the right people, and then keeping them inspired and motivated. So this is the really interesting part of this whole process. How do we keep people inspired and motivated? And again, I'll share with you that I learned this the hard way. I just thought that everybody wanted to work in the exercise profession because they are as passionate as me. Is it possible that people come to work with you for all sorts of reasons? They want to make money, they want to meet people, they want to work in a gym because they love gyms. Uh, they love one of the members of the gym. Uh, they, they're going on holidays in three months' time and they need a bit of extra cash. There's all sorts of reasons why people come into your life. I'm sure you've heard that expression, people come in for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Well, that's a very ap- applicable statement for team players. And I don't use the word staff because staff is a wooden stick that people hit animals with and I don't like it, so I don't like to use the word staff. I like people to feel like they're part of the team. But I also understand that there's a lot of people who come on the team for all different reasons. And should, should I, as the boss, as the owner, as the leader of the team, as the coach of the team, should I know everybody's reasons? So even if you've trained somebody, now you need to keep checking in with them. Why are you here? What do you want? What are your goals? And I ask every employer this, every one of the people on your team, do you know what their number one goal is right now with their life? Do you know what they want to buy? Do you want to know what holidays they want to go on? How's their relationships going? Do they have children? Do they have pets? Do you know all of that about each one of the people in your organization? And if not, why not? And then what's their driving force? So the only way to do that, of course, is to check in with people. It's been suggested that the 80% of people that give you 20% of the results, you check in with them as a group on a regular basis. The 20% that give you 80% of the results, you want to check in with them either daily, weekly, one-on-one, personal time so that they can grow even more. Interestingly, (laughs) who wants your time? Who's going to be stressing you the most? Who's going to be giving you the most hassle? The wrong group, (laughs) The 80% that only give you 20% of the results are the ones that are going to want your time, stress you out, hassle you the most. But that if you invest time there and you forget about this group, is it possible that you'll end up losing your 20% group because they think that you don't care? So there's two parts there. One of course is team training and the other one is personal training where you actually spend personal time with people. So here's an interesting way to split up your time is the 80% group has a team meeting once a week and maybe a a catch up once a month. The the group, the 20% group that gives you 80% of the results, they have a catch up every day. uh, you You might catch up with them as a group every day, maybe a Zoom, a quick Zoom every day with that group. And that might be your management team, your leadership team, the people that are giving you the best results, and you catch up with them personally once a week. And I want to give you a really interesting story about that. You have to learn people's love languages. And if you haven't read the book, please do. Strongly recommend that. It's a textbook for employing people, it's a textbook for personal relationships. But we all have different languages that we like to communicate in. And I always use the example, If I speak to you in English, but you don't understand English, even if I've got great facial expressions and great body language, and you've got a general idea of what I'm saying, is it possible that you won't understand exactly what I mean? And for a lot of people, because we speak to them in the wrong love language, they either don't listen or they don't listen effectively. So some people need your time. Some people need written words. Some people need gifts. Some people want... uh, just for you to to listen to them talk, they just need to be able to talk to you. And her name was Lisa. She was a top performer. She was not just in the 20% that produced 80%. She was in the 1% that produced 90%. She was just an amazing woman. And I wanted to make her feel appreciated. So every single Friday, I used to put in a card. I just put, dear Lisa, thank you for a great week from Rowie. And I would put $100 cash in there. She came to me, I think after the third or fourth time, I can't remember, please don't quote me, and she threw that card at me and she said, if you can't give me personal words, keep your fucking money. (laughs) I'm sharing that with you because that's what happened. Uh, Lisa then showed me a box of cards, gifts, little fun notes, things that she had collected over her life from people that she really cared about or cared about her. And her love language was written words. And what she needed from me was a personal note, not just, dear Lisa, thanks for a great week from Rowie. And she didn't care about the money. She didn't need the money. What she needed was the personal attention, the personal love language. So when you attract great people into your team, the only way to keep them is to talk to them in a language that they understand and to make sure that you are driving them in their direction, not yours. People will work hard for you for lots of reasons, yeah? But they're probably not your reasons. Most people don't want to see you become successful or you become wealthy or you get more clients or you expand your business or you have a big franchise or you have 50 gyms. It's not about you. It's about what your business can do for them. And if your business can provide them with security, with financial freedom, with the ability to holiday at a time that suits them, the best hours for them, should we know that stuff? And that's the interesting thing about a business structure. Does it have to be nine to five? Does it have to be four weeks holiday? Does it have to be work these days? How can we work our business to make sure that the people that are helping us grow our business are getting exactly what they need from the business, not the other way around? And this very old-fashioned management technique called it's my way or the highway You'll probably find now that most people will jump back on the highway and leave your business because they're not interested in working for somebody that doesn't care about them or isn't interested in what they need. Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh, I live in New Zealand and there's a lot of people in New Zealand right now who are wanting residency. They've lived here for two or three years. They've been either sponsored by a business or they're involved with the business that the only reason they could stay here is for a work visa. Now that they've got residency, most of those people are resigning from the job that kept them in New Zealand for two or three years, and they're going off to either start their own business or to find a better employer. And the reason for that is that often the employer thought, well, I'm giving you a job, I'm giving you a visa, you better bloody work the way that I want you to, and they've been complete asses. So there's a lot of people who had the opportunity I'll rephrase a lot of business people that had the opportunity to keep great people in their business, but they've lost that opportunity because they treated them badly or poorly, or didn't know their love language, or didn't know their goals, or didn't train them effectively, just treated them badly. And now, when they've got an opportunity to stay in New Zealand without that business, they're leaving. Now, the business people are really angry, the reverse of that. I've got a stack of business people furious. I bought this person into my business, and I sponsored them, and I allowed them to stay in New Zealand. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be able to stay. Stay, and now they've got residency. They've just pissed off. That's the quote. But how about we take full responsibility for that? Why is that? Why is that person leaving? Uh, if you had created an environment that gave them what they needed, is it possible that they would want to stay? And that's the beautiful thing about relationships, isn't it? It's a 50-50. It's got to be a (laughs) win-win. If if you win and and your employees lose, they're going to leave. If your employees are winning and you're losing, the business is going to go broke, so everybody loses. So ultimately, it has to be a win-win. So attract great people. Always be on the lookout for great people train them effectively so they know exactly what to do, and then treat them with respect, with kindness, and most importantly, know what their goals are so that when it's time for your business to grow, you'll actually have a group of people that wanna help your business grow because you're creating a win-win situation for them. Talk to people, treat people beautifully. Is it possible that if you look after your team, your team will look after your business? And I'll make that even more specific. If you're not in your business because you're on holidays or you're at home with your family and somebody else is running your business at the moment, what will happen if they're not looking after the business? So much damage is done in businesses by people who have a shitty boss and when the boss is not there, they answer the phone poorly or they dress poorly or they treat customers poorly. How many gyms have I walked into where... I've had to actually tap the person on the forehead and say, hello, I'd like to join, or hello, I'm here, because the person at the front desk has just no interest in looking after the members or no interest in looking after the people walking into the business. Uh, they're not the kind of people that are going to help your business grow. In fact, they're the people that, that, that make your business close down. So how about how about this? Do what you're passionate about be the best in the world at it, add massive value to people's lives. That's the success of a business. But once you start employing people, that now changes to, yes, be really passionate about what you do, but how do I inspire other people to be passionate about what we do? How do I become the best employer in the world so that I can add massive value to my employees' lives so that we can all work together to help the business grow? And could that be the only way that your business will grow if you start employing people? Please remember this is a personal coaching system. I've just gone over this really quickly. Each individual part, attracting people, training people, looking after people, love languages. That's all a separate coaching session. So please take full advantage of my stupid mistakes. I lost great people, pissed great people off, uh, had uh, employment court challenges, uh, all of the things that have cost millions of dollars, heaps of time, caused me stacks of stress. I can help you with all of that because I've literally taken myself through the process over 40 years now of employing people, and this system will actually work if you put it into place. So please help help let me help you create a system that's going to help your business grow without the hassles and the time wasting and the time and the money wasting that I've been through. What a great idea. Do what you love. Become the best in the world at it, add massive value to people's lives, and then add massive value to the people who work for you. And could that create a beautiful business for you and for all the people involved? Woohoo! <laughs> I feel good, na 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 na. I do what I love now, na 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 na. Woohoo!